Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Events occur. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to FBC Radio Live. It is Friday, March the 26th. Wow. Already through the month. Almost. Almost. Five days to go. But, uh, no, we are back. We had a little break yesterday. I uh, couldn't couldn't make it to the microphone, so I'm glad to be back here. I'm glad to be back to wrap up another week here on FPC Radio Live. So, in order to do that, though, we got to bring in my co-host because, well contractually obligated to do so so without further ado he is the man himself mr rhode island mike debate mike what's up buddy i'm doing well buddy it is friday it is march 26th it is time to close the week in style here on fbc radio live always a pleasure to join you on the microphone a little bit of a break yesterday it's good it was good Mm. to recharge got a chance to catch my breath from all the breaking patriots news that's been going on up here in foxborough but all good, and uh, definitely, um, definitely good that the weekend is on the mm. uh, the horizon. So um, we're happy, and thank you all for taking the time out this morning to spend part of your day with us and helping us to ring in the weekend, like we said, in style. Okay, that's enough nice stuff from us. Now we're going to sit here and insult. Oh wait, a- wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> we're not going to do that. No, I. Uh... I thought we were just going to insult each other, and that's usually well, what you we know, do. That, we, that's, we can't insult that's our gonna audience. Happen. I. Uh... <laughs> 
well, we, we can try, and uh, <laughs> we might be pretty successful if we really put our we hearts to it. But, but um, we would not be successful. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually, uh, I, 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 I took some time for myself yesterday, and uh, I went down to the beach. You know, I live down in Florida. I might as well venture out to the beach. I, I, I'm kind of a hermit, I guess. I stay inside a lot, a shut-in. Um, so it was kind of nice to get some fresh air. Although uh, my <laughs> my sunscreen coverage leave, left much to be desired, and uh, to, to put it into uh, let's put it into sports terms here, um, sunscreen was Kevin King, and the sun was Scotty Miller. Uh, it, it just <laughs> the sunscreen did a poor job. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was prepared. I have I have writers. Um, no, I. I uh, First, first well, outing. If you're listening in the Green Bay area, please send your letters of malcontent to Ian yeah. Glendon, care of full press coverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hey, it's all right. John's, I, I think John's not, John Sapachetti's knocking on my door right now. So, um, no, I, <laughs> uh, obviously, it, I was a little rusty the first outing of the season. It was, it was, uh, you know, here's the thing it was, it was warm, obviously, but it was windy. So it's very deceiving, and you get that wind whipping around, hitting your skin with that sun. You know, hey, for a uh, majority Irish kid, you know, it it, it can can uh, you know it can hurt you a little bit. You know, my, my skin can be kind of fair, but um, the worst part was too. It's it I, I managed to miss the most important parts, and I'm talking about like right on the top of my shoulders and on the back of my head. I mean, I could I could miss everywhere else, but as long as I get those spots. I'm good because that's really the most painful. Uh, yeah, this this uh, I, I kind of screwed the pooch on this one, but it's all right, and I I, I can live. Uh, fortunately, my job affords me the uh, opportunity to just wallow in my own self misery all day for the rest of this day after we do the show. So uh, I will do that, and then hopefully come back tomorrow a little bit more uh, you know chipper and uh, less burnt. So. Um, no, we well, missed... we would hope so. Yeah, well, ensconcing well, no, no, ensconcing yourself in velvet is actually a good way to feel better <laughs> as well. You know? Yeah, you just want to be ensconced in velvet all the time. Actually, actually, that might be like the worst thing to do aside from like putting corduroy on when yeah. you have a sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that that was a joke, my friend. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Sorry. Let me uh, let me hit you with the. <laughs> Uh, you. Sorry, yes. you know it's early. It's early. I'm, I'm still, I'm still getting my wits about me, and uh, <laughs> oh, I get no respect. You know? No respect. Um, no, I've had some bad sunburns in my life. Uh, not, not so much recently, because uh, again, I, I, I do live in Florida, and I, I generally uh, spend a decent amount of time outside. Enough that you know, I keep myself from any sort of major uh, sunburn. But uh, as a child, I've gone through some pretty, pretty bad ones, including, including. Back in the day, going to a uh, Portland Sea Dogs game. Oh yeah, that's some minor league baseball for you. Uh, back in the day of like Manny Del Carmen playing for the Sea Dogs. That's how. Wow. You know, that, yeah, that's all right. July. It was a July Fourth game. Um, prior to the game, I went to the beach with my aunt. We it was nice out. You know, I I laid outside, went in the water. It was great. I put sunscreen on. I was so prepared for this. Um, well, not as a prepared as I thought because I forgot to put sunscreen on the back of my legs. Um, most importantly, on the back of my knees. So, uh, you know, we're laying out, not thinking too much about it. After the beach, we go and I, I believe we met my grandmother and my cousin and we all went to the baseball game and uh, 
you know, I think it took me till about the sixth inning to have to get up. And now, as we know, sunburns, it's, it's not like it's just, it's immediate. You know, sometimes they are. Sometimes you know you got burnt. But other times, you know, it, it takes a while before you notice. Um, so I decided to try to stand up uh, in that sixth inning. And let me tell you, it was some of the most excruciating pain I've ever felt. Um, the entire back of both of my knees were just as red as I've ever seen uh, my skin in my life. And I've had some bad sunburns before. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, to walk like you cannot bend your knees and for that to be the case for about a week and when you're staying at your aunt's house in the basement, there's a lot of things that go wrong with that. Um, I'm pretty sure I almost fell down the stairs at one point <laughs> trying to waddle yeah, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. so um, folks, don't be like me. Be smart, okay? <laughs> See, I don't have that problem. Oh, well, no, of course. Uh, you're being, Python. Being, being, being Italian, American, Southern Italian, you know, we, we, we deepen uh, yeah. with, the, uh, with the weather. But I will say this. I did get a terrible sunburn one time on my ears. Um, traveling to, it was, again, July 4th. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a common theme here. But July 4th, traveling to Yankee Stadium, watching the Red Sox take on the Yankees. David Wells was actually pitching for the Yankees no. at the time. Um, the Yankees had the team that year, but the Sox came in and really gave them a good whooping, which was nice. And the problem was, is we had upper deck seats in the old Yankee Stadium before they you know, tore oh, yeah. that down and built the new one. And the upper deck in the old Yankee Stadium, if you don't put sunscreen on your ears, you're going to get burnt without mm -hmm. any question. And that's exactly what happened. My ears were burnt to an absolute crisp. The rest of me kind of deepened and darkened pretty well. On top of that was just, yeah, it was it was really, really bad. I remember coming home and feeling, you know, that that my ears were, you know, red, they were warm, and I'm like, oh no, this is this is not good. And yeah, that was that was excruciating. And I'm a side sleeper, so imagine trying to mm. sleep on your side yeah. and trying to, you know, even if you, you know, if you kind of flop over, try to sleep on your stomach, whatever, it wasn't good. It was just not good, not pretty, and for a couple of days it was excruciating. So yeah, I can I can identify with that. Don't don't be like that either, folks. If you're high up, even when you don't think that the sun is going to do a really good job of really kind of baking you up, uh, it will. Uh, it'll hit you when you least expect it. So uh, don't be like me either in that regard if you're going to be uh, in attendance. And it looks like there might be, uh, you know, um, in-person uh, attendance for some, uh, you know, games and stuff like that this year in Major League Baseball. Uh, don't be like me. Be careful and, and take the proper precautions. Yes. Yes, folks. Um it's it's not fun. It's not fun. And and the worst part was is like I I'm pretty sure I saw a video on Twitter uh, or a picture on Twitter um, just yesterday of some guy who had a, a back as red as uh, a Red Wings jersey, you know. And I'm thinking like, wow, what an idiot. Fast forward a couple hours later, wow, I'm an idiot. Uh, not as bad, certainly not as bad. I'm, I'm not that foolish, but um, I, I'm just still perplexed at how I, I could just miss large portions of my body. When, when, when again, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm confused, but I'm, I'm paying the price right now. So um, I am here. I've made it. I've battled through all this, Mike. And we're here to talk about whatever the hell comes across our mind. Um, there, there is more free agency news for sure, but... Um, <clears throat> As we do, we try to cover all the bases on the show, and that includes more than just sports. So uh, 
obviously, I think a lot of people learned the news yesterday that uh, unfortunately Jessica Walters passed away at age eighty. Which I, I look, I, I knew you know she had such a long, long career. I did not realize she was eighty years old. I, I she did not look <laughs> like she was eighty years old. Let me put it that way. Um, just a long, I, I believe it spanned five decades. Obviously, folks my age, uh, you know, our age may know her more from uh, Arrested Development, uh, one of my favorite shows, and uh, she she was fantastic. Or Mallory Archer in Archer, voicing that character. So uh, definitely sad news. Um, she apparently passed away in her sleep, uh, fairly peacefully, I, I would assume. Um, I'm not sure if they gave any sort of cause of death. I don't know if she was battling cancer or, or what but um no definitely sad i mean what i mean if if there's a <laughs> oh obviously I, I i always felt arrested development was a little bit before its time when it first came out and hence why it it, it kind of got a, a short leash and and unfortunately got canceled probably a little bit too quickly um i i think you know, had it you know maybe debuted a couple of years after maybe it hits you know, hits its peak a little bit early and extends, but uh, the first few seasons were fantastic. You know, the the return was all right on Netflix, but, you know, again, as long as your expectations are reasonable, you're not going to be disappointed or too excited for the reboots like that. Um, but for the most part, the original run was, was fantastic, and she was a big reason for it. And, uh, you know, obviously, if, if anyone's not familiar with the show, uh, she plays a basically a rich white woman um, to, to, like, the most, like, stereotypical uh extent and and you know i'm, I'm gonna play a clip one of my favorite quotes there, there's so many quotes from her that just really it, <laughs> every time i hear them, it, they're just funny and i always think about them and it, she the, the way she delivered them obviously was was fantastic but um just to kind of give you an idea of what her character was like. This was one of my favorite, favorite uh, lines from her. I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> Obviously, having no perspective, no wor worldly idea of the cost of, of food. I mean, it kind of speaks to her wealth or her perceived, you know what I mean? In terms of the character she played uh, in the show. And, and it was pretty atypical of her. If you haven't watched the show, I, I encourage you, I believe it's still on Netflix or it should be still on Netflix. I don't, I don't see why not. Uh, go check it out. Start from the first season and just, it, just watch it. It's a great show. She's fantastic in it. The whole cast is fantastic, but, uh, definitely sad to hear that she passed away. Yeah. Without any question, Jessica Walter is a true legend. Uh, when you talk about a screen legend, uh, a television legend, obviously a lot of our generation is going to remember her from Archer. They're going to remember the character from Arrested Development, Lucille Bluth. I mean, just uh, <laughs> iconic. Uh, get me a vodka rocks. So yeah. Mom, it's breakfast <laughs> and a piece of toast. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, I how almost, much better can you it's get? It's funny. I yeah, almost I mean, added that one too, but I ran out of space <laughs> and time to put, I told you yeah, there's I mean, just I mean, there's so many better? of them. I, yeah. How much better can you get than that? But, uh, um, you know, Jessica Walter had been around for years, done so many guest shots on various different TV shows and movies. Uh, anybody that's into classic movies, a little bit older, but not too old, uh, played in a thriller back in the 70s with uh, Clint Eastwood called Play Misty for Me. And she plays a, a stalker of mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood and just an amazing role. Uh, anybody that really wants to check out a good, solid thriller uh, back when thrillers were actually thrillers they didn't just rely on special effects or gore or the quick surprise to be able to uh, to get you this movie was excellent jessica walter was phenomenal in it so um yeah rest in peace at 80 years old uh 
you know, still, still too young. And in, in this generation, mm-hmm. you know, now, but uh, she definitely did not look it. You're absolutely right. And um, she will be, she'll be, um, she'll be missed. Uh, you see a lot of the tributes being poured in uh, from people that have worked with her from not just fans, but actors that worked alongside her for so many years. And mm-hmm. to me, that's a testament to how well liked she was behind the camera. And that to me tells me more about the person than the character in, in front of the camera. And uh, it sounds like both will be missed uh, equally and both were, were very well beloved. So um, sad news, but uh, you know, uh, you, uh, my condolences and our condolences to her family and friends at this time too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I, I, I'd been looking probably for a reason to probably uh, rewatch uh, Arrested Development and it's certainly a good time. Cause like I said, I mean, it's not, obviously she's a, I, She's a huge part of why the show's funny and just, I mean, I feel like every scene she's in, she delivers, and in, in, not only in her delivery, literally, in her jokes and, and how she delivered, but the facial expressions, the, just, it, the, the manure, everything, it was just, you know, awesome stuff from her, and again, the entire uh, cast, I mean, it's, it's really a great show, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out, um, Trust me, I'm not getting paid by Netflix. Um, I wish I was. <laughs> Trust me, I wish I was. I could do. I could do a great job. I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix. It's kind of what I do. Um, speaking of watching stuff, uh, I finally watched uh, the new Kong. Well, it's not new, but uh, the more most recent King Kong movie because we know we had King Kong versus Godzilla in a couple weeks, or like a week from now. Right. I'm gonna check it out. So I figured I might as well watch uh, that Kong movie. It, it was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't, um, <clears throat> if anyone's seen the one that came out, like, what, 15 years ago with Jack Black, which is, like, eight hours long, it seems. But um, <laughs> I, I like that one. It's not a movie that I, you know, if I'm going to watch it, I really have to be in the mood to watch it. I can't just throw it on and, like, hype myself up to, to watch, you know, a four-hour Jack Black King Kong movie. Um Although it is, you know, it is entertaining and fun and all that. But I, I did like this one. This focused obviously more on just the uh, the island. I don't know. Have you seen it, Mike? Are you a uh, King Kong guy? I I haven't. I did see the Jack Black one. I did, uh, you know, watch that. I've seen the old King Kong. Oh, I'm talking course, the 1930s course. King Kong, Fay Ray, that absolute classic. Um, I even saw the 70s remake uh, that had Jessica Lange in there. And, oh, yeah, uh, you right, know. right. Yeah. So, you know, there, there have been uh, some, which is actually, I checked that one out because when I was a kid, and you can speak to this as well as anyone, in Universal Studios, they had a King Kong ride. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Uh, I remember going on that ride, and it was because it was nothing like what you saw in Disney. Um, and that's not to knock Disney's rides. Disney's rides were always great, but this was almost put you right on the set of the movie itself. I mean, they had the Roosevelt Island, uh, you know, the, um, you know, tramway, the overhead, uh, uh, you know, elevated uh, uh, tramway that you would get on. Uh, they had sets that resembled New York City. I mean, you walked in and the waiting area was literally like a New York City subway where you had all the mm-hmm. graffiti and everything all over the place. It was it was pretty cool to, uh, to see that. So I checked that one out um, for that reason, because it was based on that movie. And that's exactly what uh, what it looked like. But I haven't really kept up with them as as of late. I am intrigued to watch this uh, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, the newest one that's coming out, uh, because obviously, you know, spend a lot of time on Netflix watching some Cobra Kai. But, uh, you know, you get those ads that uh, that come in and, uh, you know, you'll see what uh, what's available. So I may have to check this out. Um, well, and based on uh, your uh, 
based on your thoughts, I think I might have to before we uh, we get this next uh, uh, installment in the series. Well, I, I had because, uh, you know, I, I still have to watch the uh, the new Godzilla. I might do that tonight it, during my 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 day of, uh, you know, wallowing in my own self-pity uh, for <laughs> for, you know, taking a butter shave. Thank you, Joel, for reminding me about that. I can't believe I didn't bring that up when I was talking about being Yeah, sunburned. I saw that on Twitter. That yeah, um, <laughs> I might do that tonight, but uh, I remember, uh, I actually forgot, I guess that that is technically a sequel, and I actually saw the first Godzilla. I kind of completely forgot it. I actually saw it in theaters, but uh, it took me in, uh, rem- remembering that Brian Cranston was in it for me to be like, oh yeah, that's right, I did go see that. <laughs> Maybe it's not a good thing that it wasn't that memorable to me, but then again, I... <clears throat> I kind of forget a lot of, I mean, we used to go to movies just on a whim and you know what I mean? Eh, yeah, sometimes you just forget, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, we're talking like, well, in this case, like 2000, I think 14, it probably came out. Uh, but you know, prior to that, you know, sometimes you just forget, Mike, you can't keep track of all the movies you see. Uh, but, but this one in particular, I, I liked it. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, there, there was a lot of, um, uh, Marvel, uh, veterans in this Samuel L. Jackson, was in it. Um, Tom Heidelson, uh, obviously, he was in it. Uh, Brie Larson was in it. I think there was one other person, too. I'm like, wow, what the hell? Did they just go over to, you know, the Marvel Studios and be like, hey, you guys want to <laughs> jump in a movie? We got John C. Riley here. You want to come? Um, side comment, though. I, I threw that in like it was almost an insult to John C. Riley. And not that I just realized this, because I've kind of felt like this for a while, but he's one hell of an actor. I know people think, you know, okay, John C. Riley, stepbrothers, him and Will Ferrell kind of doing all these goofy characters, but he's he's an incredibly talented performer. Like, he can hit a lot of different levels, and it's kind of surprising. You know what I mean? Like I Absolutely. Like, I completely yeah. agree. I mean, he's, he's extremely versatile. Uh, you know, you talk about, he was, I think he was nominated for an Academy Award for uh, uh, the Chicago musical uh, yeah, yeah. movie that came out years ago. Different roles for him. As a matter of fact, it's funny that you mentioned John C. Riley. He's going to be playing Dr. Jerry Buss in the upcoming uh, yeah, uh, Late yeah. Show uh, um, uh, documentary that's about to hit uh, um, HBO, uh, where they're going to chronicle the 1980s uh, LA Lakers, which is actually going to be pretty good. I definitely will want to check that out because they're going to do some parallels with the Celtics and uh, there were going to be some things uh, there as well. So that could be interesting. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you that he's a lot more versatile and much more underrated um, as an actor, as a versatile actor than he gets credit for. Uh, I, I like John C. Riley an awful lot. Yeah, I, li- I liked him. Uh, obviously, I liked him in this. And oh, and actually, now that I think about it, he was in a Marvel movie, too. He's played a small role in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. So, so That's yeah, right. I think they actually did just right. go over to the studio and be like, hey, guys, you want to you be in a King Kong movie? Um, <laughs> you know, Samuel L. Jackson, you can be the bad guy for once or something. Well, not for once, but as opposed to that. Um, no, I mean, he's uh, obviously, like I said, he's... Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of people uh, just, like, again, assume that, you know, you think stepbrothers and, and all that stuff. And kind of a goofy... You know, Talladega Nights type thing, you know, <laughs> like you think of Talladega Nights. And if that's the image that you have of John C. Riley, well, um, you'll be shocked <laughs> when you see some of his other uh, roles and other uh, performances. But, um, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up, but I felt it was necessary. I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed it. And I will uh, hopefully um, enjoy uh, Godzilla later. That's right. I, I got him confused for a second. So, anyways, let's let's get back on topic. Like, stop, stop derailing me. Stop derailing me. Get me off I topic. <laughs> yes, thank you. I apologize for thank taking you. us off the rails. Um, <laughs> back to business. Back to business. Home. Back to business. <laughs> back to business. You must go downtown, Mike. Downtown. Um, so let's see. Uh, I, there was uh, 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 what was I going to say? Uh, Malcolm Butler. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm thanking myself for remi- for remembering Malcolm Butler. Um, I'm not going to say highlighted yesterday, but. Kind of stuck out, obviously, for, for us, because, you know, we all love Malcolm Butler, but, you know, coincidentally or ironically, I never really know <laughs> what the proper term to use is, uh, he ends up in Car- uh, Arizona as a Cardinal, <laughs> which, you know, we all know was the site, uh, his home stadium was the site of that infamous second best player of the year, Malcolm Butler, because we all remember the Odell Beckham one-handed catch in a game that they lost was a bigger play than that. I, I, that still rubs me the wrong way. That was like peak, like anti-Patriots bias at that point. Like there was no way yeah. they were going to get, I mean, okay, look, we're going to go back in the way back machine here a second. Okay. I, I kind of triggered myself here. I wasn't playing on it, but you know, the more I think about it, the more I just like, all right, so let's go back. There we go. Folks. That's right. A play, an interception on the goal line that clinches I didn't say win, clinches a Super Bowl championship. Somehow is not far and away the best play of the season. And what I'm referring to is, I believe, the ESPYs. Um, you know, because, again, this had to do with ESPN, and this was you know, right after Deflategate. Look, 
maybe I'm being a little paranoid. Maybe I'm being a little bit uh, of a fan in this sense, but there, there was there was something there. There there was some reasoning. There was some disdain, some tension, whatever. Uh, in no way, <laughs> in no rhyme or reason, should that Malcolm Butler play not have been the hands-down runaway winner for best play of the season. And I know it's so silly because it's a stupid award show and no one cares about the ESPYs. I don't. I really don't. I, I, I can't remember the specific reason or specific instance. Uh, I feel like there was a, there was one where I was just like, this is, you know, just like any award show. They're really just kind of nonsense. But uh, this still bugged me. And it still gets me because I'm like, oh, how do you how do you pick any other play but that? I mean, literally, a goal line interception in the closing seconds of a Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I, I just always laughed at, at, at just how ridiculous that was. And, and people sitting there saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imagine the conversation being had when, when voting and, and uh, trying to pick these moments. People in a room saying, oh, well, you know, Malcolm Butler just uh, uh, intercepted someone on the goal line to win a Super Bowl. And then someone raising the hand being, but uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. made a one-handed catch in a meaningless game that they lost. Okay, that should be it. Like, really? Really? Come on now. Um, anyways, that I went off. Well, I think, you, I think you answered your question long beforehand. I mean, if we're being honest, here we go. It's, like you said, it's an anti, it's a Patriots bias. There's no question about it. The Pats already won the Super Bowl. They're already winning. They've already got so many accolades. Why continue to give them more accolades? Give it to the Odell Beckham catch, which was a phenomenal catch. There's no question. No, it about was. It. I mean, it's great. Oh, I, I mean, you look yeah. at it. It's an amazing catch. I mean, you know, Odell deserves all the credit in the world. But to say that was the play of the year, as opposed to, you know, a play like you said that had so much implication on the season as a whole, winning the championship essentially for the New England Patriots, as opposed to a catch that really didn't have any impact at all on you know what this this team did. So. That to me really is is more interesting than anything. And when you look at it and you look at it from that perspective, to me, that's that's what this is uh, continuously all about. So that me. to me is, is why the uh, the uh, the New England uh, you know Patriots have lost out on that. But Butler's appearance, Butler's appearance now in uh, um, in Arizona is going to be very interesting. Um, he's got some good, you know, <laughs> he's got a good amount of. Uh, um, he, he does have a good amount of experience there, and uh, he's got some good karma there. Uh, but he's got a pretty good budding team on both sides of the ball. I wonder if here is where he can kind of give his career a little bit of a resurgence. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, he went, you know, and he, he just he was never the same since he left New England. He had he's had some pretty decent, good seasons. He had a you decent know, statistical season last year. I, I Again, yeah. I'm not going to speak to, um, you know, stats don't tell the whole story and they can be very deceiving. So I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, he had a great season, but statistically he had a, you know, on paper, it looks like a good season. I would have to go back and, and watch, you know, all of his, his uh, uh, play throughout the season to really make it a definitive um, <clears throat> answer. But for the most part, I don't think the guys washed. Uh, they certainly, it's a, it's a, I think it's a good signing for them. Um, he has a knack for, I don't know, just being around the ball. Now, he doesn't always pick the ball off. That was kind of always his thing, and I always felt early on when we first started watching him play, especially that first season after the Super Bowl where he became the starter, was like there were times where where plays were made on him, 
but his coverage was so spot on, you know, basically the exact opposite of my sunscreen coverage. Uh, but the ball was just, you know, dropping in right off the tips of his fingers or right out of his stretched arm. So like, I always felt like he was in pretty good position, even if, even if, and this was one of his things too, even if he got a little jumpy off the snap, like he was always able to kind of recover and he was always kind of able to put himself at the end in a pretty good position to make the play. Now, that can mask some inefficiencies in his play. Like I already mentioned, like sometimes he had problems reading right off the snap, which would cause him to have to really backtrack and catch up to be in position when he should be, you know, with the player the entire time. But, you know, I think that's something that he kind of had to learn along the way. And, uh, you know, again, I, I didn't watch him every snap. I didn't watch him every game last season, so I'm not going to speak to his season in that sense. All I can say is I looked... And I saw, well, you know, statistically, not so bad. Let's see, you know, if I had the time to go through and watch it, let's see what it really was. Or let's just say, let's wait and see with Arizona. But I, I think, you know, I think that's a, it's a it's a pretty good match if you think about it. Um, they have a pretty good D-line. I mean, like I said, you know, assuming J.J. Watt stays healthy and Chandler Jones stays healthy and, and all that, you know, that's a pretty formidable duo. And that's going to help, certainly going to help Malcolm Butler and any defensive back in that um, system. So... I like it. I like it yeah, for Arizona. Absolutely. I think it is a good spot for him. And uh, look, uh, you know, Malcolm is always going to be someone that regardless of where he goes or what he does, there's a part of him that's always going to be a part of Patriots folklore. I mean, you make that interception, that gigantic type of a play that's indelible in the hearts and minds of every Patriots fan all over. Uh, he's always going to remain that. And so you're always going to want to see him do well. And he seems to be the type of guy to root for that you really want to do well as well. So good luck to Malcolm. Good spot for him. Young team, good, solid offense. That'll keep him off the field a little bit. They could score some points, but a defense right now that I think has the capability capabilities of being much better than they were last year and Malcolm fits right into that uh, uh, that mold so good good landing spot for him oh absolutely and uh another one T.Y. Hilton stays with the Colts um apparently if you're watching the or listening to the Pat McAfee show uh he had an offer from the Ravens who uh if you saw his tweet the other day he had like the googly eyes you know three of them that means something's up something's fishy Mm -hmm. something's really going on you can always determine the level yep. of the news that's about to break by the amount of googly eyes that are in the tweet. Pretty it, much. You know that? That's the pretty, measuring stick. No, that's, pretty much. That's the barometer. Sa- yeah. Sadly, sadly, people put far too much stock and there's, there's some legitimacy to it. And, and, and that that's, speaks of, of many other things. But anyways, the story goes, <clears throat> at the time that he tweeted that, he actually thought he was, he was gone. He was heading to the Ravens. Um, but the Colts came in and, uh, you know, obviously – Made him an offer he couldn't. Oh, I can't do it. I just I brought shame to. Go ahead, Mike. Please come. I'm, I'm gonna make him an offer at camera Fields. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I I I, I almost set the Godfather franchise back five decades. I, they almost would have unproduced it um, if I would have kept going and trying to quote that. It, it was pretty bad. Uh, but anyways, Hilton decides to go back to Indianapolis. He chooses Carson Wentz. Uh, as opposed to going to play with uh, Lamar Jackson in the in the Ravens, and I'm not saying that, you know, he chose one guy over the other. I'm just pointing out his the difference in his quarterbacks right now. Um, but you know, he's staying f- somewhere familiar, somewhere where he's been his entire career, and uh, hey, can't blame him for that. I mean, Indy's got a pretty decent team. I mean, I don't know if I'm, 
you know, I don't know if I'm uh, necessarily buying that they're better than they were a year ago. Because uh, I, I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be better than, than Philip Rivers. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's huh? going to be the ultimate uh, question mark in uh, in uh, Indianapolis this year. I mean, that's, a, again, a team that has a lot of, uh, you know, star power. Well, I shouldn't say star power, but a lot of firepower on the offense. Uh, you know, Marlon Mack coming back, obviously. Now you've got T.Y. Hilton back in the fold. They can do what they need to do to score points. They have the talent around. They've got a very good defense. Uh, I think consistently they're underrated as the defense. But you look at statistically, they're right in the thick of things when it comes to the better defensive teams in the league so great team on both sides of the ball do they have the quarterback that can get them over the hump philip rivers i think did a serviceable job last year i think you're looking at a guy that was essentially on the downward swing of his career but still went out with a pretty decent season if carson is healthy and he can provide that type of leadership and that type of play on the field that we saw him deliver in his early days in philadelphia then indianapolis is going to be a dangerous team this year if he's not and that confidence is not back and he's not able to harness that type of early prowess that we saw him have with the Eagles then it could be a longer season in Indianapolis because in that division you still have Tennessee and you know you still have teams that are really you know chomping at the bit to be able to compete so you have to be on your game every single day every single point uh, when it comes to professional football when it comes to any sport but in football the margin of error is so razor thin because of the amount of games that you play and what you're able to do on the field. Um, Indy to me is one of the more intriguing teams in the AFC, really in the NFL this year, uh, because a lot of what they did hinges on solid quarterback play. And, and I think that uh, it's, I don't think it's off base to question whether or not they're going to have it this year, whether or not Carson Wentz can bring the type of prowess they need to that team to compete. No, that's that's exactly right. I mean, there's certainly questions that are legitimate. You know, you gotta, you know, Carson's had a, you know, a tough, tough go of things over the last couple of years, and um, you know, I I like Indy, and again, you're right when it comes to who they are. Are they contenders? Are they pretenders? Are they just a playoff team? All depends on what Carson Wentz does. Sort of like the Patriots. I mean, I I think we can you know look at those two teams and see very similar aspects i mean people are and and this <laughs> this drives me batty too like i mean we i've, I've seen it more so the last couple of days maybe because i've i've had my sharp eye out you know looking for it but um <clears throat> people are just like i i saw someone refer this refer to this as the mahomes football conference and i'm just sitting there like thinking how how, how did this guy build up so much cachet you know what I mean? To to just assume like, oh, this they're just there. And it's like I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you know, we, we, we see them have issues already with a subpar offensive line. Um, Joe Tooney's nice, don't get me wrong, but they, they still haven't replaced their tackles. Uh, you know what I mean? They, they've had, you know, we, we hear it all the time and, and around Boston and it's like, who wants to play for Bill Belichick? Well, you know, every, and then every player comes and wants to sign with the Patriots. But, you know, imagine if, they were the Chiefs and dealing with some of the situations where, you know, there was some news out there that they were there were some players that were considering offers from the Chiefs but decided to go elsewhere. Imagine the reaction here in Boston or in New England. <laughs> if that were the case in, in uh, you know, with the Patriots and they decided to go elsewhere, it would be the end, end times here. Um, so the, the point is, 
you know, this just assumption uh, of dominance is, is, is a little premature and a little silly, especially considering, and, and maybe this sounds a little bit harsh, but maybe the only reason they actually won the Super Bowl is because they didn't have to go through Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like, they they were fortunate to not run into them in 2019, and it allowed them to get to the Super Bowl, and hey, they won. They got back to the Super Bowl again because, well, they didn't have to go through Tom Brady until the Super Bowl, and then guess what happened? Um, it, it just, to me, it's like, it, it's it's silly to, and then again, I'm forging my uh, reputation as as a, uh, apparently an, a Mahomes hater. I, I like to think of it as a realist, because um, again, I'm, I'm confused at the, just the quick, uh, uh, the, the quickness to anoint. And, uh, you know, part of the reason too was like, you know, this was kind of related to the whole thing of it all. Uh, but I saw someone tweet yesterday that, you know, the, and this is like, you know, not just a fan on Twitter, but someone who like works in the industry and has a lot of followers and has one of those fancy blue check marks sit there and say that the Bucks are one of the few teams you can just cross off the list now for winning a Super Bowl next year. And then I'm, and this is right after I read I read something about the Mahomes football conference and I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, "What? Huh? What?" <laughs> like I I get it every champion goes out and says, "Hey, we're going to win it again." And and it's very unlikely. And I'm not saying that, "Oh, they're guaranteed they're going to win." But to say that a team led by Tom Brady, a guy who's been to 5 of the last seven Super Bowls, and a team that has remarkably returned all of their starters. I mean, literally every single one of their key free agents has returned, save for Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. And at the end of the day, those players are, can be replaceable. But to sit there and say with authority that <laughs> this is one of the few teams you can cross in, in March, <laughs> mind you, <laughs> Long before the draft, we haven't even hit the draft yet. Uh, it, it's 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 outrageous. Like some of the just the opinions out there now, and, and I know, like again, I, I have some crazy opinions. I'm sure I'm sure people believe that. I my, my big bad Bruins podcast co-host thinks I'm crazy for saying that turkey stinks. Well, guess what? I'm right. You just haven't come around to it yet. Um, but it, when it comes to sports takes, and and uh, we see it a lot uh, in the, in the Boston and New England region, and people are fighting over, you know, what's objective and what's uh, subjective, and what's just a- asinine overreaction, and it's it's a, it's a lot of mess, and and we see it in the national media too, and these are two prime examples. Um, like I said, I don't know what the point of this rant was, but it was essentially that uh, these these. Um, Statements being made about some of these teams right now in March are silly to say, and and not just because it's in March, but like for example, saying that uh, again, the Bucks right now have no shot to go back to the Super Bowl. It's, that's asinine. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not just because I'm a I'm a fan of Brady, but you know this is a guy that has gone to the Super Bowl more times than he has not in his career. Like it, you can't write him off in March. That's that's stupid. That's just that's just screaming for attention. Um, and then the lazy, uh, oh, the Mahomes football conference. No one's ever going to match him. Although we saw him multiple times last season, this team be vulnerable. We saw him vulnerable in the playoffs, and we saw him get white in the Super Bowl. And then just people lazily just saying, oh, whatever. Well, he's just going to be fine. He's going to make magic. Eventually those incompletes are going to turn into completions, 
or the NFL is just going to make incompletes a, a positive gain for the Chiefs. I don't know. Whatever they're thinking, that's the case. Um, it it, it kind of speaks to what we're, we're just seeing in general when it comes to coverage, when it comes to football. You're either on one end or the other. There's no in-between. There's no actual good discussion about it. it there's no, uh, oh, are the Chiefs really going to go back to the Super Bowl? Well, they could. Absolutely. I'm not saying they can't. But to just sit here and say, oh, the, the Bills are no big deal, you know, there's a chance they could take a step back, sure. But to sit here and say, oh, no, this, this is the Chiefs, this is a Chiefs conference for the next 15 years. Like, really? You, you, can, you can see into the future? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I'm kind of ranting right now, Mike. I, save me here. Am I Am I crazy? I'm, well, actually, don't answer that. I don't want that on the record. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we're being honest, I mean, pump the brakes on this on this take on this take. You are not crazy. No, absolutely not. I think that in so many ways, that was a pre-recorded response, by the way, folks. <laughs> That's yeah. how, yes, it is. In such a reactionary uh, world in which we live, in terms of sports journalism, really, in all of you know, in all of life, it really is reactionary, instant reactionary. But in sports, especially, you look at the way teams are constructed. You look at the moves that they make. Um, I mean, there's already a sect of you know the Patriots fan base that is ready to start printing Super Bowl tickets for next year. It doesn't work like that, folks. And I try to keep you know as much level-headedness in this as possible. And I don't care what. Um, fan base it is, whether it's Tampa Bay, whether it's Kansas City, whether it's, you know, teams that have, uh, you know, the Giants have had a pretty good offseason. I don't think anyone is expecting them to be Super Bowl contenders, but they're expected to be a lot better. Washington is, is mm-hmm. uh, vastly improved. You've got teams that have had very good offseasons. You don't win games in the offseason. We've seen so many mm-hmm. times where teams will, you know, spend a lot and they don't really get get it together on the field now i know that's a knock that a lot of people have been putting on bill belichick lately oh well he's never spent like this before and oh you don't win games in the off season it's funny these are the same people that uh, you know last year and the year before are praising teams mm-hmm. for winning the off season but now all of a sudden when the patriots do it i oh, can downplay it now we got to downplay it because it's not as significant sorry i got sidetracked Bottom line, folks, when it comes to what my good buddy is trying to say here, it's far too early. You need to look at the way these teams gel on the field to discount a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is essentially bringing back a very similar, if not identical, supporting cast that they had that just won them a Super Bowl. To sit there and to discount them and say count them out of contention for next year, it's just it's a lazy narrative. It's a weak narrative and probably an... um, an agenda-driven narrative, and I guess that's really, I think, the best and yeah. most uh, diplomatic actually, way I can put it. I would, um, I would, I would say that yeah. that's actually probably the the bigger point I was trying to get to. Thank, thank you, Mike, because you kind of you kind of brought me back. You kind of centered me a little bit. I, I was kind of bouncing off the walls here, and uh, don't get me Problem, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll get back to my turkey taking here in a minute because we've gotten a couple responses already. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing. There, it's it's lazy. Like, people don't want to go out and do the work and, and actually, you know, analyze the game. 
they're just going to latch onto an idea and a narrative and push it. And it, and it becomes uh, essentially a shouting match. So, for example, and, and you know, this kind of started, I was, I was alluding to uh, the quarterback competitions and the expectations in, in Indy and specifically in New England, where I will sit here and say that I'm going to cut Cam Newton some slack. Like, you know, based on what happened last year, which... I think is a very reasonable thing. That does not mean that I think he's the, this great quarterback who's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. No, I still think he has a lot to prove. But the problem is there's no more discourse. There's no more middle ground. It's if I say these things all of a sudden, it's Cam Newton. You love Cam Newton. You're being a homer this, being a homer that. And they'll turn around and say, oh, there's no excuses. But I, I, are you serious? Like, I, I, let's just think about your life for a minute. <laughs> Have you had to change what you've done? Have you had to adjust to what you did based on the circumstances around the world? If you have, well, well guess what? Is that an excuse? Are, are you, you know what I mean? You're adapting, you're changing. He had to deal with quite a bit, you know, within the world of football, but also with everything else going around it because he did uh, have COVID. He did have to deal with that. So, to sit here and like, you know, because this is the response. Well, like, you know, people are already saying, well, what's the excuse going to be next year? Well, it's not going to be a global pandemic and, and absent uh, preseason games and him catching COVID. No, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, let's ha- let's have some discourse. Let's have some yeah. reasonable conversations. But the problem is people are more interested in going out and saying something ridiculous and saying something easy and just being like, oh, you know, everyone's decided that the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes are the greatest thing that ever happened. Let's ignore that they just got whitewashed in the in, in the in the app in the Super Bowl. Let's ignore that he's had two poor Super Bowl performances. Seven quarters out of eight quarters, he's played poorly in the Super Bowl. But nope, let's just hand him the next ten. That's lazy. Like dive into it. Yeah, Kansas City could go back, but who are going to be the biggest uh, uh, threats to their crown or? threats to their uh, assumed uh, ascension to the Super Bowl yet again, because teams always go to three straight Super Bowls, Mike. That always happens with ease. Um, well, Buffalo's there. You mentioned Indianapolis. Hell, New England could be. I mean, this team is stacked, and the biggest question mark is probably the quarterback, which is a right. big question mark. But you know what? If he plays pretty well, all of a sudden, yep. are you going to sit here and tell me that the Patriots couldn't go in and beat Kansas City? They almost did last year. So uh, don't tell me that this team is is this uh, 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 just unstoppable force when we've seen them be stopped multiple times. And, it, and, it, and again, it's just lazy to me. And it kind of speaks to just the general um, – just it, uh, the way a lot of people handle this this kind of uh, conversation now, these debates. And I, 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 I hate to call it that because I feel like it brings down your last name, Mike, a bit. And, and it, it, oh, it doesn't. No, well, it, it, you know what? Debates don't exist anymore, though. <laughs> Yeah, except for your family, they don't help. But but if you think about it, you're absolutely right. I mean, you look at this, I think you're spot on when it comes to it. First of all, athletes are damned if they do and then damned if they don't. If they do have adversity to play through, they never quite get the credit that they deserve for having to play through it. At least most don't, because it's a situation where if other players have played through similar types of adversity and, and, and one player is unable to do it, it counts as a knock against them. And it really shouldn't. Everybody handles adversity differently. Everybody's adversity is different. The levels through which they have to play, whether it be a 
outside circumstances or whether it be an injury or something to that effect, it affects everyone differently. So you have to learn and you have to see exactly how it's going to affect a certain player before you really start to judge them. That's not something we do in our business, unfortunately, and it really does a disservice to the athletes we cover, at least in my opinion, it does. The second point that I'm so glad that you made was about, you know, the the, the players themselves having to fit in, having to find uh, the ability for, uh, you know, any type of uh, an excuse or anything like that. Look, yeah, there were there were a lot of extenuating circumstances with Cam last year and everything that uh, that he had to play through. Will he have the same excuses this year? No, because the situation has changed. But to automatically assume that he's going to be poor, oh, the Patriots are not going to be in contention because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, they do. They've got a quarterback that won an MVP that took his team on a Super Bowl run. So Cam is not a stranger to being able to, you know, rattle off, uh, you know, wins and be able to carry a, a team. He's got he's battle tested enough. He's got the experience. The question is, can he still do it on the field? It all comes back to the argument that we just made. It's way too early to make these types of claims. I know it's a part of our business. I know it's fun. I know the fans love it. But to sit there and to act like you have this crystal ball that's going to prognosticate the future, you don't. And nobody will until we see what these guys look like on the field. And that goes for all 32 NFL teams. No, I look, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't want to get too much into it because we only have a couple more minutes left. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even realize. And um, to, to Joel and, and Claire, the only turkey that I like is when I hit three strikes in a row, my friend. That's the turkey I like. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh... <laughs> I had to pull that up. I, I love the Al Bundy. How much strike. better can you get than an Al Bundy? Yeah, no, you uh, can't. You, you can't. Know, right you can't. There. You, you no, seriously, though. Absolutely love seriously, it. though. Turkey, come on. It's, it's dry. It's flavorless. It sucks. All right? Stop pretending <laughs> like you love turkey because people force you to do it. Yeah, oh, you love turkey because of Thanksgiving. You love turkey because of this. Well, again, different reasons, different people. Turkey is not great. If you if you have to if you have to dress it up too much, then it's not worth it. So remember, the only turkey that's good is hitting three strikes in a row. So um, any final thoughts, Mike, before we say goodbye to all of our, our great fans, including the ones that actually like turkey? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, just keep, uh, keep giving, uh, Ian grief for his, uh, his turkey takes, uh, mm-hmm. I for one love ham. Ham's a big, uh, as a matter of fact, it'll probably be, you know, a staple for Easter dinner, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the Diabate household. But, uh, when it comes to, um, you know, turkey, now I, I'm, I'm a fan there as well. So continue to give him grief on that folks, but, uh, no, all kidding aside, stay safe, stay well. Thank you so much for spending another week with us here on FBC radio live. Can't wait to do it again on Monday. That's right. That's right. Very diplomatic, my friend that's probably why you spent some time in politics during your younger time very very uh very good very good mike very good good job thank well, you but we will we will uh definitely be back next week uh we're, we're we're hopefully you know this this free agent news is you know it's slowing down a little bit and uh we're, we're inching closer and closer to the draft so we're, we're gonna get into that um and you know hey whatever the hell else comes up because you know us that's that's what we do so uh, give us in the meantime. Give us a follow on Twitter at FPC Radio Live at Full Press Radio. Um, I'm at IGLEN31, and of course, Mike is at MDABATEFPC. Folks, have a great day, have a great Friday, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.